inverted, narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in, in their millions, right around the world. lossistavshow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. You've got myself, Bruno, and I'm joined by a man who's got in contact with his employer today to find out if there may be a $60 billion variance in this week's paycheck. My co-captain, Damo, how are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. Good evening to you. Good evening to all the boys and girls out there on board the listenership. And as always, Greeno, the blockheads... In the millions, tuning in right round the world, yeah, yeah, sixty billion. Just got, to, just forgot to carry the one. It's, 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 these yeah. things happen. Yeah, <laughs> slight variance there in the uh, the budget for this year. Uh, for those who don't understand that very topical Australian gag, hmm. uh, the the government had to very embarrassingly uh, announce today that they made a, a minor accounting error made a when boo-boo. it came to the 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 job keeper payments that they were they'd. Uh, promised and said that they're already kind of sent out to the Australian public, people who are struggling, lost their jobs during the Corona um, pandemic. Yes. They, they said they'd given 120 mil, 120 billion out. Mm. Turns out, no, no, no. Once again, forgot to carry that one. It was only 60 billion. You know what? I don't I'm, know where we went wrong. <laughs> I'm a pretty cynical person when it comes to stuff like this. So it wouldn't surprise me, right? Like, look, I understand because what they said was, um, the error came from people filling out the form wrong. So first of all, that's a like to, if if they're being honest, right? That makes sense on one hand because people are dumb, right? So it it <laughs> makes total sense that a whole bunch of people filled out the form wrong, right? You know the, that that can happen. But if we want to take the cynical of government view, how about this, Greeno? What a mistake, huh? Because now you can come out and say, well, you know. You know how everyone was praising us for saving the economy for $130 billion? Well, it turns out we made a fuck up. It's only going to cost less than half of that. Oh, how awful, right? You know what I mean? So then everyone could go, oh, bravo, you know? So if you want to be cynical about it, I can see that them doing that, you know, having to come out and announce the mistake that they actually did better than what they thought they would. You know, like, how is that a mistake? You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, they're, they're crushing it. They didn't accidentally spend an extra sixty. Bill. No, they saved sixty bill. Yeah, how um, awful! <laughs> yeah. What a terrible, terrible <laughs> mistake! How did we get? How did we let this happen? <laughs> yeah, uh, Damo, can we? Uh, well, let's just do a quick kimono pull. We need to. We need to recap on what happened last week. We, oh, we should we? Do we want to go? At, I thought we were going to let that just be dead and buried and forgotten about, and we'll never speak of it again. Nah, man, that's, that's not the way we do it on our show. Okay. Uh, we, we point out our cock-ups and we need to discuss in open forum to get content Correct. to fill the hour. Yep. Um, 
So last week, it, it was a terrible show. We couldn't even, uh, I didn't, did we even get through segment one with any sound? I don't know. We managed to scrape through an hour and a half of shit. But the problem is no one could hear it. There was no, no replay on DLive. Uh, we didn't even bother putting up the podcast for the simple fact of the sound was so bad, even you in your uh, genius studio could not fucking save it. That's how uh, bad the audio was last week. Uh uh, can I just interrupt with a little bit of... I like stories about pinatas. I actually did put up the podcast. <laughs> you did? Yeah, so I don't know. Is this is this like a government kind of mistake? Like, was I not supposed to put up the podcast? Because I was just listening to it like a couple of hours before the show tonight, and I'm like, wow, this is really bad. This is really embarrassing. So <laughs> but it's, up. It. it's been I, up all week. <laughs> well, the only reason I, I thought it was because I didn't receive a tweet to say I, I that's how bad the show must have been. Because normally what happens is mm. people retweet the tweet that comes from our account. Ah. So I know at that point the show's gone out. The yep. show must have been so bad last week, no one retweeted Nobody it. So retweeted. I didn't realize we'd sent out the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was fucking awful. Like I mean, if you enjoy like if you enjoy two, you know, broadcasters basically torturing themselves, embarrassing themselves, and making fools of themselves for an hour and a half, then you'd probably love it. But if you, you know, if you expect a certain level, at least at least some level of semi-professionalism that we try to do here, uh, it's cringe. You're gonna hate it. You'll absolutely hate yeah. it. It was a complete step back in time to maybe our first month in on actual radio. Yep. Where we didn't know what the fuck was doing. Yeah. We'd only have one mic working. We couldn't get the audio to play. It was just one big clusterfuck after another. Mm-hmm. Um but it was good to kind of reminisce because it took us back, took us back to that time, but we we're like, no, nah, we've we've gone too far. So once again, quick mono pull. Yep. We decided to put in a little bit of professionalism on the Saturday morning. Hmm. We were we were so embarrassed by it. You, you messaged me early that Saturday and you're like, dude, I've I've got a couple of hours between my show and was it Joy of Pessy you were on? Joy of uh, Pessy, yeah. Yep. Joy of Pessy, you're like, I've got a four hour gap. Mm-hmm. I reckon four hours might be enough to fix the fuck up that is your studio setup, you know? <laughs> we spent we spent a few hours <laughs> last week just trying to get this bad boy sorted. Now, who would have thought? that you needed every single kind of thing to be on the same frequency yeah. to get a proper audio sound. Crazy yeah. notion. Yeah, it's it's terribly, also- <laughs> it's terribly confusing to, you know, in order to have sound going where you want it to go, you have to have certain things selected and, you know, certain items ticked and certain devices working. I think that was the main problem with last week's show, Greeno, was that your fan-dangled new whiz-bang microphone wasn't actually picking up your voice. You were talking through the laptop uh, microphone <laughs> for the majority of the program. <laughs> so, Plus, fuck. I also happened to download the wrong program that you asked me to download because <laughs> I didn't. You're like, I download this particular software. I'm like, excellent. I download it, and we got in. You, you jumped in my computer. You're like, hey, uh, where's the where's the program? And I'm like, oh, here it is. You're like, that's not what I asked you to download. So. <laughs> So we, we, we've done well. Now, I just need to do another. Uh, I know this show is, we've talked about it, the most inverted narcissistic show on the interwebs. Yes. Um, have we <clears> gone <throat> next? Oh, look at this. His Skype's dropped out because he doesn't he doesn't run an Ethernet connect, connection out there. He uses Wi-Fi. And I've, we've talked about this on the show. I'm like, man, you've got to get uh, an Ethernet cable running out. To Level. That Wait, here, here he is. Here he is. He's coming back. Are you, are you there? We're all good. We're still here. Okay, go for it. <laughs> 
Uh, we, we remain the most inverted narcissistic show on the interwebs and we take, we took it next level today because we created a new program, uh, new promo and by we, you created a new promo for the show for us. Yeah. Uh, and we decided to open our own show with our own promo. <laughs> do, do you want to hear it again? Like I'll stop it short. Let's like, hear it again. Okay. Inverted, narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in, in their millions, right around the world. There you go. So I was actually going for, um, I was telling Greeno before the show, another little open of the kimono, the music that I was looking for, because I've got a pretty big library that I can pick from, all, all you know, like I paid for a license and everything, it's all good. So I was the the sound that I was going for was gay 80s travel show. And I, th- <laughs> I think I nailed it. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. But you said it actually reminds you of Weird Science, the TV show in the background. So that's even better as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, 100%. Vanessa Angel at her best. That's it. Should we actually start the show now? Go for it. Let's roll. Haven't we started? This is pre-show. It's pre-show. Pre-show. Now, uh, Damo, uh, after the debacle that was last week, I I thought, look, let's. I need to start checking in on shows that actually do have a a level of professionalism. Really? Uh, Something that, you know... Puts out a quality content, as quality audio, mm-hmm. uh, is is well structured, involves a bit of research, isn't wasting people's time for an hour. Sure. So I decided to check out your show during the week. Oh, pl- oh, oh, come on now, huh? Listen, how about yeah. this guy over here? Hey, isn't he a hell of a guy, folks? Isn't he a hell of a guy? <laughs> and you enjoyed so it, I assume. Yeah. No, you enjoyed it, I assume. You loved it. You loved I came it. Back, okay. I came back for a second surfing. It was good. Okay. Um. However, it struck me hour two of yesterday's show. Sorry, just be- just before you, just before you get to your point, I just feel I need to point yeah. this out for a little bit of context for the audience. Uh, we've been friends for thirty-two years now, or thereabouts, 31, 32 years. 30, thirty-two like. going on thirty-three. So That's correct. Since we were five years old, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, he's listened to my podcast twice. <laughs> This was the the most recent time was the second time that he's listened to it. (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, oh yeah, if we're if we're we're going delve like we're delving into personal relationships here. Mm. Let's 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 hit the step back in time. Okay. Yeah, I just I just want to point out that you know the guy that comes up to you at the traffic lights and tries to clean your windshield? He's heard more of my podcast playing through my stereo than you've heard. Like he's heard more of the show. But step back into it. about four and a half years ago, where we had to take a hiatus mm. from the this particular show. Yep. Uh, due to changing in your work, basically we had a slot in the radio. You said, "Look, man, I, I've got to do a shift here. It's it's job. Got to put employment first. Got a mortgage to pay. Got fucking big big black Alsatians to to feed. Um, I'm, I got cash. I'm gonna have to step away from the show. And we had two options. We could either you know just stop doing the show altogether, mm. or I'd create some bullshit on on the 
uh, radio for an hour to keep the show running until such time as your shift changed. Now, Correct. I chose to do the latter. Yep. I went in, I created an hour of bullshit. I, I got through it. We, took, I one for the team, took one for the team like a little trooper. 100% until you were able to come back, your shift changed, and then we went back to the, the pointless radio show that we did. Correct. Now, at, in that year, how many episodes of the starting block uh, when it was just solely my show did you happen to listen to? Probably one or two. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the first one and the last one. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so we're even. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Nice, Gary. <laughs> so anyway, I tuned into yesterday's show, came in through the second hour break, and I was a little bit perturbed by uh, one of your comments. Let's just let's let the audio play, and then we can discuss. We'll roll the clip, this is huh? A clip from from yesterday's daily boogie. Okay. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. We're coming back. Thank you for sticking around, ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls. Second half of the show here. The Daily Boogie podcast on a Wednesday night. The Wine and Crackers broadcast here on D Live. Just remember, um, what? Uh, probably coming back on a Friday night show. So 6 p.m. Friday night, we'll be back. No show for me for tomorrow. Thursday night is my boogie time. Thursday night for me is boogie day. That's when boogie doesn't do anything except uh, lay around, uh, get falling over drunk, cook meat on the barbecue, do family things. Uh, it's the day when my wife is like, oh, okay, okay, great. You're not doing a show today. We can hang out and we can do stuff together. I'm like, yep. As long as we're just staying at home, cooking barbecues and drinking beer. <laughs> I've probably got other things to do. Some kind of chore or something that I'm going to have to put off and pretend that I'm going to do it and then not do it. But, you know, these, these things come with being an adult, of course. Um, <laughs> thank you for joining us. All right, so let's put that into context. So you mm. refer to Thursday night mm. on the show. Now, you, you broadcast to an American audience, so you're a day behind. Correct. Technically. Technically. So this is Friday, Australia time, th Thursday, American time. That's right. Now, your exact quote there was, I have no show to do on a Thursday, yeah. so I can sit around just drinking beer and cooking barbecues. Correct. <laughs> what day is this show on, Damo? <clears throat> Thursday night. <laughs> I just didn't think of it. I knew what yeah. you were getting at as soon as you said, hey, man, can you play that couple of minutes from your show just after you came back from the ad break? And I was like, oh, well, I know what this is fucking for. But I just... <laughs> I didn't think of it. Like to be to be brutally honest, this show's more of an afterthought for me. <laughs> yeah. It was at that moment that I realized this show becomes the bastard stepchild yeah. of your life. Yeah. Actually, no, forget that. No, we're the because we're the original uh original marriage, right? So That's right. our show existed before your current show. You've left us for a new, you know, gone sweet solo piece of career. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're just obliged to do this because, you know, the court is ordered. You already got to pay alimony to the starting block That's and right. you got to see us once a week. That's a great way of and putting it, actually. That's a great yeah. way of thinking of it. This show is my child support. I, I like well, that. Yeah. That works for me. Yeah. Ob obligation with zero love and zero desire to do so. Um, <laughs> Don't be like that, Greg. It's like uh, it's like Mike Patton, right? So my show is Mr. Bungle, and this show is Faith No More. <laughs> now, because you know Mike Patton always put Mr. Bungle before Faith No More, even though Faith No yep. More was like the more 
uh, it made more sense. It was the more successful outfit. Like it was the more famous of the two. Mr. Bungle was his first love. So he'd put off tours with Faith No More. He'd say, oh, sorry, I've got to jam with Mr. Bungle. I can't go. So they always had to play second fiddle to Mr. Bungle. So this show is Faith No More. My show is Mr. Bungle. But that doesn't mean as Faith No More here on the block that we can't make beautiful music together. That's it. Just uh, a lot less successful than Faith No More. Yeah. Now, if we <laughs> can we talk about successful podcasts for a minute, Damo? Sure. Do you know any besides the I Daily Boogie? Or? Besides the Daily Boogie. Now, I saw in the news yesterday, uh, probably the most, uh, would it, would, is it the most downloaded podcast in the world, the Joe Rogan podcast? Oh, yeah. It's the biggest podcast in the world. Yeah. Biggest podcast. $100 million to have an exclusive multi-year deal with Spotify. Mm-hmm. For a podcast, yep. he got paid one hundred million not to like not to have to do it because he's going to do it anyway, just so it only goes out on that particular medium. Correct. A hundred million dollars. Hundred million dollars. Now, now I was trying to explain this to my wife last night, and I'm like, look, let's put it in this context. Like, I was trying to explain to her what Joe Rogan does. Like, I think what he does is entertaining. Don't get me wrong; I still don't understand how it's the most en- downloaded podcast in the world. Hmm. Realistically, it's seeing it's it's got a pretty narrow window. I'd assume, obviously mm. not. It's it already had. I think yesterday's episode with Tony Hawk, uh, eight hours in, had one point six four million downloads already. Right. <laughs> well, I just I was, I was listening. I was listening to a show earlier tonight, and the statistic came up last time. Alex Jones was on Joe Rogan's um, podcast. Like just the YouTube views alone, they had seventeen million. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, so that now, doesn't even count the podcast downloads, and that doesn't count other yeah, platforms yeah. as well. So, um, like, just to put it in perspective, I found this article before because I knew you wanted to talk about it. Um, mm. Have a listen to this, right? Joe Rogan just got paid the equivalent value of over 26 billion streams for a podcast license, wrote Tom Gray, Director of Royalties, Music Copyright and Licensing Society, PRS for Music. A musician would need to generate, listen to this, 23 billion streams on Spotify to earn what they're paying Joe Rogan for this one podcast. Jesus. So you would, you would have to put out 26 billion songs to get paid the same yep. amount as Joe Rogan's getting paid on Spotify. Just nuts. So and even like even Joe, the biggest like... musicians in the world are not earning anywhere close to what Joe's going to be getting from Spotify. No, well, it's, it's, it's crazy new world. Like we, we kind of started, when did we start doing the podcast? Probably 2014, 2015, maybe we did uh, our first iteration. Yeah, we did. We did. We did the radio show. Did it go straight to, did we start doing a podcast straight away or was it like a year or two in? Nah, it was a couple of years in. So okay. I reckon about 2013, 2014. Right. And at that time it was, it was kind of like, it was just something you did to put it out there that someone could listen back to your radio show. Yeah. Never any intention of like, this potentially could be a money maker in any way. Because back then, no one was earning money off podcasts. No. We're in a day and age now where someone just paid $100 million to just talk for a bit. Right. Now, I was trying to explain to my wife yesterday, I was showing her the Tony Hawk video and kind of going, look, it actually kind of makes sense in some way, shape or form because he, the way he does his podcast, he's kind of like the new talk radio, uh, sorry, talk show host, right? Yep. Your Jimmy Fallon, your your Jay Leno's, your Letterman's of yes, he is. Now they would have been on a hundred million dollars five year contract, right? Sure. By sure. CBS. Now he's probably getting just as many viewers over the course of the week mm-hmm. that you know one of those particular shows, same kind of sponsor that downloads. It's just a new medium to have a new talk show host, right? Yeah, it's 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 a decentralization essentially, like mm. to an extent. Um, 
whereas before you would have had to, you know, do the thing like CBS or NBC more than likely was probably the only one that was willing to pay that much money back in the day, right? Um, yeah. You know, it's now there's a whole there's a whole other range of options, and the internet's going to overtake television in the next few years anyway. In in, in terms it of like already. pure, yeah, it hasn't already, it hasn't yet. But each year it gets like like it halves the distance uh, that it's from TV, if that makes sense. Mm. So, you know, it's only a couple of years away from overtaking TV in terms of pure, raw, like, viewer numbers. But what you Mm -hmm. pointed out before, like, when we started podcasting, it's funny because we've basically shown up at the arse end of all of these trends when they're no longer um, profitable for anybody else except for the people who were doing (laughs) it first. So we started in radio when radio was already dying, and then we started doing podcasting when that was it was already too late. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so we, we keep missing out. We're going to have to figure out the next thing. I don't know what the next thing's going to Maybe we need to invest in hoverboards or something. Something like that. We'll, we'll work it out. But um, I just want to say, it's interesting, though. Like Joe Rogan, the thing he was most known for before this was a very small bit part on news radio and then the USC guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's frozen up again. He's frozen up again. Hello. Hello, you fool. Where are you? There he is. We're back again. We're back. Um, he's gone from a, a kind of a fledgling stand-up comedian. He was probably earning, you know, a $50 booking fee per spot. Let's not, let's not, let's not forget about news radio, Greeno. Yeah. Do you remember news radio? Was that the name of the show that he was on? That's what I said. That was oh, I must have cut out when you I was talking about that. Out, he yeah. was most known for his, his bit part on news radio was the, the maintenance guy, the, the tradesman, the maintenance guy. Yeah, he, he went around news radio. <laughs> um, and now you know. Now he he interviews um, what he interviews people like Jordan Peterson. He had fucking Bernie Sanders on the show. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Elon like, Musk. Uh, yeah, Elon Musk. Um, you know Alex Jones. And then sometimes he'll sit there and talk about how funny it is. Uh, to watch monkeys take drugs and then whack themselves off on camera, you know. So he's pretty, he's pretty much he's pretty much got the dream job at this point, doesn't he? So he can do whatever he wants. So, uh, yeah, hundred percent right. Hundred million from Spotify, Greeno. Let's give him a nice Gary. Nice Gary for for Joey. Nice Gary. I can't believe we've wasted twenty five minutes of people's time before we've even started talking about anything. That's yet. the whole point of this show. <laughs> At this point in the show, Damo, it's time for a Greeno story time. Okay, let's, let's do it. I like stories about pinatas. Now, during this lockdown period, I, I have one general rule. On the weekends, I try and do one bullshit job that I normally would not do if I wasn't stuck at home. So, you know, it's it's those, you know, very annoying tasks around the house. I just sorry, off, uh, sorry to interrupt the story, but I feel like we need to address the yeah. chat, Greeno. People are saying fear factor. Did you mention fear factor when you cut out? I did not mention Fear Factor. My apologies. I forgot about Fear Factor. Yeah, because I so did I. But yeah, he was on that. That was on for like fucking ten years, wasn't it? Fear Factor. Yeah, Fear it was. Yeah. So maybe that's what made him a household name. Maybe. Yeah, he probably was more known for Fear Factor than he was News Radio. So for fair sure. ball. There you go. Let's give a nice Gary to the people in the chat. Nice Gary. Well done. Uh, that nice Gary doesn't interrupt the opening of the story time, does it? I forget protocol. Well, let's let's reopen. We'll close the story just in case there's any confusion. I like stories about pinatas. And now we'll reopen the story. I like stories about pinatas. 
So once again, bullshit jobs around the house. And this weekend it was, had, had a few cockroaches around. I don't know what's going on with the weather, but my mm. neighbor's got the same problem. Mm. A few cockroaches around. And the kids, I'm sick of them screaming in the morning, walking out, seeing a bunch of dead cockroaches. So I'm like, look, <laughs> time to do a time to do a self-pest control. Okay. But the thing with the self-pest control, I do it every year and it's fine. It's no dramas. You get the home uh, defender kit. You've got an inside-outside thing. So you're trying to get the, the bugs dead before they get in the house. Um but the thing with that is you need to know that it's not going to rain for a few days before you put down the spray because no point, you know, putting on all the pest control gear, spraying the house, and then having it cut out. Mm. So check the weather forecast, Bureau of Meteorology, the uh, – I didn't go Tim Bailey. I went BOM. I went the, the authority when it comes to Australian weather. Of course. And checked it out. And so I, I checked it on Saturday, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the, the pest control on the Sunday. Sunday, zero chance of rain. Monday, zero chance of rain. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, zero chance of rain. I'm going to fucking lock it in. Excellent. We're doing pest control. I just love to take the kid. Is it wrong to be amused by the fact that apparently everyone's locked up in their homes because of a like deadly virus that's sweeping the world? And the main concern is now that I'm at home all the time, I'm noticing all the cockroaches that I have yep. in this place. Isn't that interesting? Yep. Yeah. That is interesting. Hmm. I can ignore the cockroaches when I'm not here, man. Not my problem. Exactly. Someone else's problem. Exactly. Like the wife and kids. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, lock it in. So I organized for the wife to take the kids out for a drive. So take them to the beach or something. Fucking go nuts. Mm. Social distance, but we're sweet. So sent them out. Got the, got the, the, the gear on. Sprayed the house. The hazmat around the entire suit. You put the full hazmat suit, Greeno. Hazmat suit, rubber gloves. Looked like I was in a bondage, uh, bondage situation. It was Excellent. sensational. So... Did the spray, got, got all the nooks and crannies outside the house to protect it, went in all the window seals, uh, all the little like hard to reach places, places where you're going to get spider spaces, places where you're going to get cockroaches, uh, things like that. Went in, went around the whole house, excellent. Came inside, showered, sat down, and about 10 minutes later, I hear this noise outside. I'm like, what the, what the fuck is that? Hmm. Oh, it's raining. Five minutes after I just came out of the shower, Apparently, 0% chance of rain mm. at any point this week. <clears throat> Sunday, it starts raining. I'm like, I can cop it. It's five minutes. It <laughs> rained for five minutes. Yep. Then it's proceeded to rain Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah. We had a downpour yesterday for a day and a half to the point it was snowing in the Blue Mountains. Yep. And then rain most of today. So I want to give uh, to the Bureau of Meteorology. You dick move. Dick. Fucking wasted my time spraying hazmat suit and all. For, to no avail, yeah, right, Greener. To no, no avail. avail. But I'm I'm a little confused. Um, aren't the cockroaches in your house? Like, do you have a roof or what's the problem? Uh, yeah, they're, they're around. They're coming from outside. That's the problem. Yeah, but you're never gonna you're never gonna kill all the cockroaches outside. I would just I would just uh, centralize. Like, you know, you got to take a wartime mentality with this stuff, Greener. I would central like I would do like a fortification, and I would say, okay, I'm not going to be able to stop the cockroaches from you know, gathering in numbers outside, you know, the trenches. But within the fortress here, we can build up our defences in the home. So if they come in, nah, see, then it's I'm instant to do, death. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to block them outside. I want yeah. them dead before they get into the home. That's see, that's, the an impossible, that's an impossible task as far as I'm concerned. How, mm. about you, how about you put the cockroach traps and stuff in places where the kids don't see them first thing in the morning and see the dead cockroaches and shit all, all over I, the floor? That's the goal. My theory is I'm just going to move house, let the, the just cockroaches move. take over. Yeah. <laughs> or get a cat. You could get a cat. Yeah. They solve it. I'm not going to do that. Cats, nah, eat, definitely not gonna cats eat the cockroaches. 
Then you got to deal with the cat. That's worse. I'd rather the cockroach. Yeah, you don't want them to come out um, in the morning. You don't want the kids to come out in the morning and see a dead cat either. So exactly. <laughs> Damo, can you hit another dick move for me? Absolutely. You dick. Now I don't know if you get this in your local area, but uh, real estate agents—they're—they're they're hard up. They're—they're they're basically used car salesmen, real estates. Correct. So they're—they're they're struggling to make a buck at the moment because they're—they're mm. dealing with—they're dealing with their own crisis. No one's trying to sell a house now because it's terrible market. No one's looking for for new homes. Mm -hmm. So they go around putting things in your letterbox, going, "Hey, we just sold a house in your area for a million, similar size to your house. Do you want to sell your house? Give us a call." By the way, here's a calendar and a photo of your home, <laughs> which seems like a nice thing. You put a fucking, you put the photo up, you put the calendar on the fridge. You don't think about it. Mm -hmm. I'm tempted to sell my landlord's house because I'm like, hey, if I can make a million of something <laughs> I don't own, let's give it a crack. <laughs> um, he just comes home anyway. one day. He just comes back one day to like do an inspection. You're gone and the locks are changed and there's a family in there. Uh, who, the, <laughs> who the fuck are you? Excuse me. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> we own it. <laughs> So anyway, I looked up and I'm like, oh, that's nice. And they've given us a photo. They give us a calendar. Now this, this particular company, hmm. let's, let's just say for argument's sake, and I'm not saying it is benchmark real estate, yep. but let's say it is benchmark real estate. Okay. Let's just say you're not, you're not saying you're just saying. I'm not saying it's benchmark, but for argument's sake, let's say it's benchmark. Okay. Now. Uh, benchmark decided to take a photo of my house, put it up there, all good, no dramas. Mm. And I put it up there, and they, they seem to do this every couple of years. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting, because I'm, I remember getting uh, the exact same calendar a couple of years back. I wonder how much the house has changed from the time they last came out here to this time. Right. And I had the, had the exact same calendar and photo still up in my fridge from three years. Wait, 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 wait. Hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I need to pull you up here. I need to halt this story. Yeah. Just slow it down for a second. You have a three-year out-of-date calendar on your fridge? No, I, I said the photo from the calendar. Ah, I was, I was going to say. <laughs> when are on we meeting up? Like on that. When are we meeting up, Mum? On the fifteenth? Yeah, on the fifteenth. Yeah. Why? <laughs> why are we meeting on a Tuesday? Why? Why are we yeah. doing? <laughs> so I put up the calendar. I put it. I'm like, I'm going to compare these photos. This is unbelievable. How good's this? So I can see how much the house has changed in the last four, three, four years. Looked at it. Turns out the lazy fuckers haven't even bothered to update the photo. Hmm. They've got it on file somewhere from four years ago oh. and have just pasted the exact same photo oh, no. onto the new calendar. Oh, no. That's no good. That's lazy. They're not selling houses. They can go around and take new pictures, surely. So I called these motherfuckers. Really? And said, look, you, you want to sell my house for $1 million? <laughs> You just cost yourself a deal because if you to fucking take a new photo, how much would it have cost you to get that? Just cost you a million. There you go. Just rub it into them. Just let them know that there's no sale today. No sale for you. I was going to sell my house, but I'm going to sell it to somebody who knows how to use a camera. Fuck you. Yeah. Absolutely. That's it. You don't take shortcuts. Who's, who's stupid enough to keep a photo from four years ago from a random real estate agent? Only you. This guy. This guy right here. <laughs> how about this guy over here? Don't Time for a break. Time for a break. <laughs> Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic? Handmade with painstaking care. Put into every note. Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later. 
Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. way to do so would be via the little blue bird greeno follow greeno at the starting block one where drop the k at the end follow me at boogie bumper uh what are we doing now what are we doing how much time we got are we doing for time we're doing okay for time how much time do we have greeno we're okay for time um the beautiful no hard finish anymore it's it's fantastic now damo can you hit another dick move for me please i absolutely can you dick now, this one goes out to uh, a couple of petrol stations, Shell and Caltex. Shell and Caltex. Uh, yep. Specific, I'm not saying it's Shell and Caltex. Actually, no, fuck it. I am saying it's Shell and Caltex. Shell and Caltex. Uh, I think moves specifically to those particular uh, petrol stations here in Australia. Okay. Now, uh, we're obviously in the middle of the, the cheapest uh, oil prices in history. Like, I think it was negative dollar value, the price of oil a couple of weeks back. It in was. US. It was, that's yeah. How, <laughs> that's how cheap oil is at the moment. And some some petrol stations are doing the right thing. They're just charging, you know, cost plus a bit to to get to the consumer and we've been having some very enjoyable 1970 uh oh, petrol wouldn't go that far i wouldn't go that far. i'm still uh, not paying... in 90 maybe not in 90 uh, no, not even that we're going like 10 years ago i'm still paying like a dollar 20 for diesel here's my point so i, I I've, I've been going to the uh I, I only go out once a week to get groceries and then beer because mm. you've got to get the, the key factors, right? Yep. Now, my beer is uh, – I'm not going to pay full price for beer. got to go to Dan Murphy's. Right. Once again, to our American listeners, Dan Murphy's, the very large uh, chain where you save 10 bucks per case, so you make the extra travel even though it's a five-minute drive away. So – 
go to that particular thing. And right next to the damn Murphy's is an independent petrol station. Okay. None of mm. this, you know, big chain, no shell, no little, no little family owned, maybe a franchise or something. Is it, would it be like one of the, like a United or something like that? Would that be something like that? Some, something in that regard. It's not United, but it's something similar. Okay. Now I, I drove past there and I saw petrol for 85 cents a litre. And I'm like, fucking yeah. okay, excellent. How how good's that? 85 cents. Duck in. I kept on driving, hit, hit the damn Murphy's, got my got my couple of cases for the week, mm-hmm. then kept on driving, drove past Caltex, yep. a buck 30. I drove That's past sick. Shell, buck 25. Wow. Hang on, my fucking, I'm, I must be losing my mind here. Like, have I already had a bender? So I drove, I had to come back anyway to, to get back onto the motorway. Mm. And I'm like, I need to double check these prices at this little independent uh, petrol station. Yep. Double checked it, eighty odd cents a liter. So these motherfuckers are charging thirty cents a liter more Shit. than what the independent are, which just goes to show how much of a markup they put. So I, I drove past the, the the shell near my house mm. and saw people filling up, and I was tempted just to stand there for the day, holding up a sign going eighty five cents a liter, five minutes down the road. Stop fucking giving these people money because that's the problem because they're getting away with it. Yeah. So dick move to Shell and Caltex. A dick move to them. You- Dick. But also a dick move to the consumers you because you say, well, it shows you how much Shell and Caltex are marking up the petrol. It also shows what marks we are because there's probably still people queuing up outside the Shell and the Caltex who just, you know, like, because like I suspect like most people, um, you know, I myself, like I don't really pay attention to the fuel price on the on the on the sign out the front. Like I just wherever I need wherever I am and I need fuel, that's where I go. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So they're probably relying yep. on that, like, 80% of people are just not paying attention and just going, like, Shell or the Caltex, they just go to the same – a lot of people go to the same fuel station all the time, you know? Yep. Like, that's where they fill up, and they fill up on this day, and that's where they fill up, and they don't even care about the prices. So, yeah, you're right. But it's also a dick move. The only way that that's going to be solved is with the consumer actually, like, you know, uh, voting with their wallet, so to speak, and actually yeah, going to the going ones where it's cheaper. 30 yeah. cents a litre, yeah, more expensive, 100%. Um, a lot of dick moves, Damo. Uh, let's go to this tweet that I sent you earlier this week. Uh, I just want to spend some time analyzing. Okay. Because I was a little bit confused dig in, by... Dig into this one. Dig in. So this one comes from uh, pseudo-celebrity Yumi Steins. Now, for our American listeners, I'm trying to uh, think of how we could put her into context. She's probably lower than a Z-grade celebrity, would you say, Damo? <laughs> I <I'm... laughs> I think that's a little harsh, but she was um, she was on like the Australian version of MTV in the mid to late nineties, and then yeah, she was 90s. on, and then she was after that she was on the Australian version of The View when she got a little older. Correct, and that's yeah. pretty much that's pretty much her career. That's all she's done yeah. now, but she, occasionally she realizes I want a little bit of notoriety again. So yeah. I'll say something controversial. So mm. she offended one of our uh, Australian war heroes a couple of years back. Yeah. Uh, made sure she got her name back in the papers. And Correct. Did the whole TV circuit to do a, a fake apology. Now she's, she's, she's now, now she's now decided to make her career into like how outraged can I get about racism and stuff, which um, I just need to, you know, a little PSA for Yumi. Uh, that ship has sailed, darling. Like, that's already done. If you weren't making money on the outrage about racism bandwagon like 10 years ago or even five years ago, it's too late now. 
Like if you're trying to make a career out of that now, it's not going to work. You have to be established. Anyone else who's trying to get up there is only going to be cut down by the rest of society because you know what? Everyone else is sick of that shit now. Like nobody cares. 100% right. Uh so, Damo, uh, I saw this tweet the other day and someone put it, happened to retweet it in my timeline. I want to I want to put it out there on Front Street. Mm-hmm. I do not follow Yumi Steins on Twitter. Yep. Someone else retweeted this shit into my fucking timeline. But so here's what she said. If you're using ISO time to binge watch a show you saw the first time around and. Oh, no, he's cutting out. He's cut out at the worst possible time. <laughs> Wait for him to come back. I'll I'll read it for you. If you're using ISO time to binge watch a show you saw the first time around and it's a show with an all-white cast who are not reflecting on why this all-white universe exists, then try harder. Make new friends. Challenge your prejudices. Get uncomfortable. Try harder. Why would you want to make friends with people who make you uncomfortable? <laughs> like I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to work out why it's my fault that... <laughs> The Friends cast happens to be all white. Yeah, because this is like I would never normally do this, but somebody in the in the in the uh, in the thread put underneath it. It's amazing the amount of previously loved shows that I've gone to watch out of nostalgia, only to find them really problematic now. Problematic, Greener, inappropriate, pl- mm. problematic. These are some of my most hated words in the English language. And she puts Friends is a prime example. Friends is problematic now, Greener. Apparently, it's an issue. It's too white. It's too many white people. Too, white. <laughs> too many whiteies around in central New York. First of all, um, if she says if you're using ISO time to binge watch, I would say if you're using the term ISO and you're a middle-aged woman, you're a fucking loser. First of all, okay, because that's what <laughs> that's what the kids say on Instagram, Yumi. Let's not pretend like we're still hosting MTV, okay? So put that yeah. to one side. Uh, she says. Uh, if you're not reflecting on why this all-white cast and this all-white universe and try harder, make new friends, challenge your prejudices, blah, 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 blah. Would you want a friend that, uh, you know, just say you're having like a dinner party or something, for example. Imagine having a dinner party with someone and you're like, so what are you doing? Oh, I'm catching up on like friends. Oh, yeah, what do you think? Well, I used to like it once upon a time, but now I find myself reflecting on how it's an all-white universe. (laughs) And it's just overlapping prejudices, and I think I need to make new friends, black friends. I think I need to make some new black friends. Would you invite that person back? Like, they're not going to be your friend for very long, I imagine. Because it's kind, you're I'm kind not, of a downer, right? Yeah, I'm not serving them dessert no. at that point. No, we're, Sorry, um, we have no dessert. You're going to have to leave right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, show's over. Get the fuck out, Yumi. Yeah. <laughs> I like uh, whoever Colin Fassenage is uh, put underneath, re-watching Cosby Show. <laughs> gonna give that a like. <laughs> well, well, done. well done, Colin. Fantastic. Uh that's enough of uh, time for you, Mister Now, uh, can we uh, break kimono? Do some pre-show. Absolutely. Can you do me a solid right now? Yeah. Can you mute your Skype microphone for me? I can mute my Skype microphone for you. Is it? Was it not muted before? No, it's not muted before. Okay. How's that? Hey, now I don't have an echo for the last 45 minutes. That's so okay. much better. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> we're making progress here. Uh, what are we up to? I, get, I, was, I was too distracted by the echo for 45 minutes that I, can't, I couldn't get my head around it. Oh, that's what ah, you're blaming. Story. Sorry? That's what you're blaming. That's what you're yeah. blaming for the poor quality of programming here. Okay. 
All right. Well, let's kick oh, it up. More. Now there's now now see now you're in trouble because now you've exposed that to the audience. Now there's no excuses. Now you have to be on. No excuse. I better bring my A game for the remaining 15 minutes of the show. That's it. What have uh, we got here? Excellent. We got the big news of the week, Damo. Mm. Now, obviously, the the journo's they're they're doing it tough at the moment. They're they're trying to find content. They're finding ways. But to to their credit, they're making sure that the big stories are still being uncovered here, Damo. Good. Um, yeah, like it, it's, it's important to make sure that the news is get out there. You don't want to get lost in the whole coronavirus pandemic. We need to make sure that the bigger stories that are, uh, are there are still being told to the world. We don't want this being a mask for the stuff that the public needs to know, Damo. In these topsy-turvy times, Greeno, it's easy for really important issues to be swept under the rug in the name of sensationalist journalism, uh, hit pieces and, uh, you know, uh, God, clickbait, right? So, like people want to know about viruses and they want to know about death and destruction. They're missing out on all of the real important shit going on right now. Hundred percent right. So I was so glad that this big story, uh, the the new segment we've had for the last couple of weeks, mm. the big story of the week. Big Damo. story. Big story. Um, uh, front page news, obviously. Yep. Lockdown has wreaked havoc. This is on news.com.au. Yep. Lockdown has wreaked havoc on Sophie Monk's taste buds <laughs> with the TV star revealing there's a $6 servo snack she's been buying in isolation. Or 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 ISO. As, ISO, as yeah. If, we, if we're going Yumi slang. Yumi slang. Yeah. Uh, now, my, my question is, is, is Sophie being served at the survey by a uh, Indian or black service station agent? Well, I certainly hope so, for the sake of uh, diversity, Greener. Although that, uh, that would be stereotyping. That would be stereotyping, wouldn't it? So you're thinking maybe, uh, I don't know, like maybe an American Indian perhaps behind well, the servo in, uh, the counter instead to I, mix it up? Or I, th- I think what you're supposed to do is seek out new friends who are uh, black or brown uh, if you're a white person who enjoys friends, uh, this is when, when you're being lectured to by an, uh, a middle-aged Asian who uses the term ISO when she shouldn't uh, about the new friends that you need to make. When you're a white person who enjoys friends, you're supposed to find black and brown friends, Greeno. But if you try to find that friend working at a gas station, then you're being stereotypical, which is another form of racism. So it doesn't matter if you're likely to find somebody like that at a petrol station. That that's yeah. that's no. You need to go elsewhere. Like say, um, for example, where would you go? I don't know. Ice hockey tryouts. Like go somewhere where you wouldn't expect to find a black or brown person. That's where you're supposed to find one in order to not be racist. Are, are you? Are we clear on this? Are you taking notes at home? Good. I've got yeah. I've got my notes down. Excellent. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so good to know that uh, Sophie Mark uh, has found a way to to find a way into the the news some way, shape, or form yeah. by them reporting. And I use that term very loosely mm. on the fact that she's going and buying six dollar uh, servo sandwiches. Six dollar right? servo sandwiches, Greener. Uh, she says dancing makes you sweat and gets you moving, and I think I am cool doing it. Monk said, admitting she hates exercise routines. I'm not that person to be like, okay, we are going to do this routine today. I just find dancing helps me get through isolation, Greener. I'm in my bathroom for hours. I put the speaker on and I just think I am nailing it. I think I am awesome. And when I watch it back, I'm like, nah, I'm actually not. So I don't know what this has to do with a $6 snack, but apparently it's important. There you go. And like, once again, we're pretty inverted. We're pretty narcissistic. Mm. Would, has there ever been a, a time that's gone through your head going, I'm going to record myself for hours on end dancing in my bathroom, Damo? No, no, there hasn't. 
Uh, I will record myself flexing. And though. then watch it back. Yeah, I will record ah. myself flexing, but not dancing, you see. Yeah, not dancing. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> uh, that's enough that uh, this week's segment of the, the this week's big story. Sure. Uh, what do we got here? Oh, Damo, so restrictions are being loosened. And uh, we got the good news last week that yeah. pubs, pubs are reopening. Woo! But with, Woo! with certain <laughs> with certain rules uh, what? around. What? Uh, what? The, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Rules? What rules? There's rules, Damo. There's rules. No, don't tell now, me there's going to be uh, rules. Surely not. At, at, at the present date, if you want to go to the pub in Australia, there's a limit on, <laughs> on people that are able to go into the pub. Mm. You're allowed to have... 10 people in a pub. Now, I don't know if that includes the people that are serving in the pub. I, I assume it's 10 patrons. It could be 10 people. We don't know. Might be one. Thinking, once you get, rid of, one. Once you get the staff done, you might be the only guy in there. It's, well, you'll save 100%. on shouts. You won't have to buy your friends a beer. That's the upside. So here's, here's what I was thinking, Damo. If mm. Let's just say it's 10 patrons. We'll, okay. we'll use that as an example. Okay. 10 patrons. Now, if you're only allowed 10 patrons and you're a pub, you haven't been able to open for the last, what, six, seven weeks? Yep. Who are you letting in? Oh. Surely there's got to be a, a strict fucking like we're, we're talking like not with those shoes kind of guy at the door who's who's checking your criteria of what your motive is for coming into the pub today. I think now, I think they'd options. only be checking your wallet like to make sure that you've yeah. got enough money, you know. Now we've got option one. Are you going your crazy hardcore alcos? Mm. Or option two. Are you going your crazy pokey fiends? I, I'm thinking it would be a stellar gag to get together with like nine friends, go into the pub and then all go up and say, I'll oh, just have a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> just That's what I'm thinking. Fill up the pub with free water. <laughs> Surely there's got to be a questionnaire at the door that you've got to fill in going, right. how much are you planning on drinking today? Uh, you know, I'm just here for a couple of couple of light beers. Yeah. And then I'm going to duck off. Well, Back of the you're line. Coming in, sir. Back of the Back queue. Back of the line. Yep. How about you, sir? Well, I plan on gutting as much tequila as humanly possible, and I want nothing but top shelf. Yep. Come on in, mister. Welcome in. Enjoy yourself yeah. and bring your wallet. It's How about funny you, because ma'am? How, uh... <laughs> well, pre-lockdown, if you had have said to the man who's working the door, the security guard, mate, let me in. I plan on getting shit-faced tonight. They'd say, well, we can't <laughs> let you in. But now in the post-lockdown era, if you say to the security guard on the door, mate, let me in, I plan on getting shit-faced, he's going to get sacked if he doesn't let you in. So the, now they have to let you in. As, if, as long as you're drinking enough, Greeno, as long as you're drinking enough, as long as you're putting them away, there's nothing they can do. They have to let you in if they want to stay afloat, if they want to make money. Getting shit-faced is the new sober. Do you reckon they've got a timer on you to see how quickly you're drinking a, a schooner? Like oh, if you yeah. start doing, if you start doing a sub twenty, because if you only got ten in the pub, it's easy to track this shit, right? Yeah. So I'd have one staff member just floating around and monitoring drink consumption to go, okay, this guy's had this schooner now for fifteen minutes. He's only halfway through. Mm. He's on a, a pretty slow pace here. Better speed up, champion. Um, but if someone's, you know, no, like yeah, if you're nursing a drink for an hour, you got to boot that fucker, right? Yeah. With 10 in a pub. Yeah. Uh, being uh, the Earth Reporter says, you'd be amazed how much venues make with pokies. I would have thought they don't probably make money from the pokies themselves, but they make money from people playing the pokies because people who play the pokies sit there and buy drinks and shit. But, but the money that the pokies make, the majority of it would go back to the people who own the poker machine, would it not? No, because you, you, you get a specific cut. So you rent the poker machines and then whatever profit you make from that, is still yours. Right. So they, they make more of their money from the pokies. Okay, fair enough. Um, I've, I've thought about it like 
I'm not I'm not going to go to the pub until it's like 100% like normal open for business again because I would be, I would feel really awkward sitting there at the bar having a beer and look out the window and there's 500 assholes outside staring at me like how long is he going to take when is he going to finish that beer is he having one oh god look Jimmy's ordering another one can you believe this fucking prick? He's been in there 45 minutes, this selfish bastard. You know what I mean? Like, I would feel obliged to get out of there so somebody else can have a turn. It's like it's like we're back to childhood fucking uh, don't hog the merry-go-round. Don't hold the, hog the carousel, Greeno. Don't hog the fucking slippery dip at the, at the playground when you're a kid, right? 100%. Uh, it's disappointing, but nonetheless, good to know we're on track with that. Uh, Damo, last week we had uh, undoubtedly the one of the, the best segments BE's ever produced. Mm. He put together a, a video review of the Bigfoot and Dogman Unexplained That's right. uh, podcast. Now, because of our fuck-ups, no fault of BE's, we couldn't give, it, give that particular video the, the justice and presentation that it actually deserved. Absolutely. So we brought it back for this week. Uh, to make sure that it gets its its prime place in the prime slot, it's about an hour into this particular show, where normally we're at about peak viewership because people are like, eh, we'll, we'll see what's happening around BE's time, and then we'll fuck back off. So it, it's good to be able to bring it back. Uh, this, this comes back to our original, uh, our would you say it's our mission to uh, find our way to the top of the personal journals rankings? That's right, personal journals, because we've tried every other category and none of them worked. We're not funny enough to be a comedy podcast. We're not doing enough relative, uh, you know, recent sporting information to be a sports podcast. We don't do enough news to be a news podcast, so on and so forth. But we thought personal journals, that'll be an easy one. We can, we can, you know, we can uh, scam our way onto the rankings for this, surely. Like, nobody's checking the personal journals podcast. Little did we know, it's a cutthroat game out there, Greeno. Cutthroat industry. We can't, we can't crack the top 250. So, once again, anyone <laughs> listening right now, do us a solid. Please subscribe on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. Yep. Uh, give us a five-star rating. Help us get at least ahead of the uh, Bigfoot slash Dogman slash podcast which I think is going to be a bit of a tough task based on BE's quality review here. Let's check it out. We interrupt this program to bring you this special breaking news bulletin. That's right. I'm BE and this is this week's BE's Earth Re Podcast Report. Ha, huh, that's right. <laughs> I got the shit task this week of reviewing a podcast. Yeah, that's right. That Bigfoot Dogman thing. So the reason being we wanted to try and work out why this Bigfoot Dogman unexplained podcast had broken into the top 200 um, so quickly. So I got the great task of listening to this podcast and doing a bit of a review and trying to figure out why. So originally we thought that the hosts of this program were Bigfoot and Dogman, but it's um, it's not. It's, it's narrated and hosted by a middle-aged woman from Manchester by the name of Deborah Hatswell. Um, now, oh, is middle-aged offensive? Uh, I'm not sure. Hi, Deborah. Thanks for dropping in. Good to see you. Anyway, Jimmy Steins, Greener. Deborah. Oh, just really say, thick Yorkshire accent. Um, she reports all things that are related to um, <laughs> unexplained encounters, um, mysterious creatures, paranormal experiences, things like that. So, the episode I reviewed was called "I Saw It Through the Car Window: Shapeshifting Creatures, and They Were Going to Kill Something." Um, now in Deborah's, you know what a dog York, man is, by the way? 
is that like a like a wolfman? Are we talking Teen Wolf, or is this a, a separate species? <laughs> you reckon Michael J. Fox came quivering up to the car window asking for a lift? <laughs> I don't know what a dog man is. Like I know what a Bigfoot is, but I'm not. I'm not too sure about a dog man. I'm assuming it's a werewolf type creature. Can you give me a ride into Hollywood? They're not letting me drive anymore. Bookshire <laughs> accent. Um, Take my hand. I saw it through Take the car window. Shape shifting creatures, and they were going to kill something. Now that was pretty bad. Damo, if you just want to pause and do your little jokes of Greeno, now's a good time. He sounds like he had sex with a woman from Yorkshire once, but he spent the rest of his life trying to forget it. That's where he gets the accent from. <laughs> I knew he'd like that. Funny as always. Welcome back, everyone. So Deborah narrates us through multiple encounters, right? Starts off with a friend of hers who goes to a, a national park, like a picnic area car park, with his girlfriend. Middle of nowhere, middle of the night, of course. That's how it always happens with these sorts of things, right? Anyway, this place is called Carrick's Picnic Area um, in the northeast of England. And his girlfriend turns to this guy and says... Someone just looked in the window. He turns and looks, nothing there. He turns and looks at his window, and there's this bald head rising with a pale face looking straight at him. Can you believe that? Oh, my God. Anyway, instinctively, <laughs> as you do, opens the car door, jumps out, tries to chase this thing away. It's not there. There's nothing there. They're in the middle of the car park. No human could have ever disappeared so quickly. Only one place it could be, under the hood, under the car, hood, boot, whatever, somewhere. Has to be under the car, right? Looks, nothing there. What happened? He says that the face that he saw, it wasn't human. Deborah says, was it an alien? Did it teleport away? He says, I'm not sure, Obviously. but it definitely wasn't human. Of course it did. Can you believe <clears throat> that shit? Because... <laughs> When, when I'm in one of those experiences, like if so, if I think I see something and then it disappears, my first thought is always that it's an alien that teleported back to its home planet. Like that's where I go it's straight away. Yeah, of course. Have we checked with Yumi whether it's okay to call someone an alien? Oh, good question. I hope the alien's black. Anyway. Like so imagine, imagine Mork and Mindy, but with a black guy instead of Robin Williams. Now those were the days, huh? Stories like these continue throughout the episode. People's car door handles are starting to be opened while they're in them. Um, there's weird beasts that are um, being spotted in the forest. There's there's, there's dog-like fucking animals being sighted somewhere. Whatever. But two <laughs> stories that sort of come to to my attention. Did he? Did I? He, I'm I'm kind of torn. I don't know whether he listened to like every word of this and like really took notes, or if he kind of skimmed through it and listened to like ten seconds every five minutes or so. Like there's fucking dog things walking around. Don't put too much effort in, Jesus. Um, cheers. Anyway. Cheers, Brad. A, a man shape shifted into a fucking lizard for four seconds. Can you believe that? <laughs> Group of people at a party. Only a few drinks had. No one was drunk. No drugs involved. Guys talking to a girl. Guy turns into a lizard for four seconds. Turns back into a man, continues talking like nothing happened. Woman <laughs> says, you just turned into a lizard. And the man replies, yeah, sometimes I feel like a lizard. I'm, I'm sorry, fucking what? <laughs> anyway, story number two. Bigfoot-like creature stops a car in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, this, middle this of the Bigfoot and Dogman has got a, a second story. They double down. Yeah, they double down. Well, it's Bigfoot and Dogman. So it can't be just Bigfoot uh -huh. stories.
We've got to hear it's about just, the yeah, they've got a couple of, we've got yeah. shape shifting, we've got lizards. It's yeah. fucking it's unbelievable. We've got the whole lot. Sounds like a hell of a program, Greener. No, what this, this is what it takes to get on the rankings for the um the personal journals podcast, I assume. No, I, I don't know how we're going to top this. That's the problem. No, we can't. We're going to have to make up some other bullshit story. We're going to have to make up a better <laughs> bullshit story than what these guys did. As it always happens, starts pounding on the hood of the car. Frightened woman goes to the police. Spear in the chat just said he's he listened to the show twice. <laughs> Get out of a wits. Reports it. Police report released. Statement says Bigfoot declines the comment. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, at this point, I'm starting to question whether this is a total piss take or not. <clears throat> I mean, Deborah's kind voice makes you kind of want to believe it, but, you know, it really, I started to lose interest at the 30-minute mark. This, this podcast goes for an hour, and um, at the 30-minute mark, these stories, the first couple were quite in-depph. The next Every from there, there was second. just quick so, advice. B saying the Bigfoot and Dogman program, he lost interest at the 30-minute mark, mm. yet he's listened to how many hours of our show? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, does it? Yeah, it doesn't make much sense. Something is amiss, Greeno. Story, 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 story. And I was starting to lose track of where I was up to or what story was what. Um, and the thing that I noticed is that a lot of these stories span globally, not just England, but um, over the last four decades as well. So... Um, I think the recent rise in iTunes rankings is due to the fact that there are so many stories being told that covers so many decades in such a short podcast, if that makes sense, that people in the areas of the stories and what they've been um, reported, they're jumping on there and going, hey, did you did you listen to that thing that happened out at bloody, out the back there? And... <laughs> No, oh, he tells your friend, and he felt like, and then people are jumping on board because there's so many out stories. Would I out think the back, out the back there near the uh, near the uh, shops? <laughs> is that this podcast is going to jump out of the top 200 as fast as it jumped in because the stories are going to soon run out? There's uh, so many. I just felt like it just Google search read gave the stories us a prediction as well. Podcast. So, thank you for wasting my time, Greeno and Damo. This was a shit podcast. <laughs> Hated listening to it. But for you guys, the starting block listenership, you need to tell your friends, your family, anyone who's got an account, go onto iTunes, subscribe to the starting block. One word, drop the K at the end. Um, stars, comments, subscriptions, the works. We're going to get ourselves into the top 200. That's right. That's right, baby. Thanks very much for listening. I'm BE coming to you live from my makeshift studio in my walk-in wardrobe, and it's Fucking hot in here. Have a good one. Well done, B. Hey, well, well done. done nice, I'm glad we finally got to give it the the credit. It did definitely deserve the effort put in there. That there was more uh, production and effort put into that six minute segment that BE created then than I've put it into this show for the better part of four years. I reckon. Yeah, that's probably why we're not on the fucking rankings, Greeno. <laughs> <laughs> It's the J.J. Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. 
Keep swinging, pigs! Call now, and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slurricane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10pm Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. Hi. I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian dick crazy? <laughs> you. Why do you have to ruin my evening? Like, I, I'm just going to just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show. And you, you got to, you just got to do that. You just do without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No! No! <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in, in Argentina, but it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate oh, come on, you secretly love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Welcome to The Starting Block. Follow on Twitter at The Starting Block. Drop the K at the end. Find the podcast on iTunes or on TAVshow.com. Yeah, back on the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Do I normally talk about getting in touch with this point? I can't fucking remember. Um, we'll work it out. If you're in touch, you know, starting off, okay, the end, after drop, okay. Uh, I just want to give a tip of the hat to whoever our new follower on DLive is during the course of this particular program, Damo. Welcome we to the shit show. We started with 60 show. followers. Yeah. We've got 61 followers now, and that's a fucking big win. Yeah, um, but the I'm audience good. also dropped by one, so I think they followed and then left, which I don't blame them. Ah, fair enough. Yeah. Ah, understandable. <laughs> I wouldn't listen to this show either. Um, my, my, I'm assuming out of that 61 followers, there's probably about 56 burner accounts, maybe 55 burner accounts well, to go with our usual six listeners. If, if we're talking about burner accounts, Greeno, then there's only one authority on planet Earth that I think we need to seek advice from, and that would be, of course, Greeno, the great Mark Levy. Mark Levy, correct. Now, uh, Mark Levy, for those of you who, who don't know who he is, um, he is, a, a, I guess he's still on radio somewhere, uh, but he used to host a, a very unsuccessful sports radio program every day on, what was it, two, not 2GB? 2UE? Some radio. Macquarie Radio? 2UE. Macquarie Radio, that's the one. Um, now, what was happening is he was getting a fair bit of, bit of criticism there about the, the particular show. So he decided to create a burner account to defend his particular program yep. and was very uninventive with the, the name he gave it. So his name's Mark Levy. So he's like, well, I'll just create uh, at ML 
512445. Uh, and no one will know it's me. But the problem is at at ML5424555 only ever tweeted defending Mark Levy. So it looked a little bit suspect. Right. So then and, and, and it, don't, level, let's not forget, it also opens up a whole range of questions like, man, if you've got a prof- if you've got a job in professional radio, right? You're a professional radio broadcaster. Why do you care what you know unknown people think about you on Twitter? Like you shouldn't if you get to that level, like just say we were at that level, I wouldn't be fucking I wouldn't read the Twitter comments. I wouldn't care. Like who gives a fuck? I'm doing my show. I'm getting paid to do my show. I don't care what these people think. You know what I mean? We don't get paid a cent, and we no. copy views all the time. Do you think I give a fuck? Exactly. Care? Who cares? It I just, was listening anyway. It just goes to show, like, how fragile some of these people are. Like, to 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 go to the extent of making a burner account to fake defend yourself against people, like that's a next. Like, fair enough. I I can understand if people like pile on you on Twitter, it can probably be like a little confronting, like seeing people like your show shit. I fucking hate you and stuff. Yeah, fair enough, right? N- not yeah. everybody can handle that kind of thing. But then to take the next step, that's that's the part for me that's crazy. Take the next step and go, why are you attacking Mark Levy? Mark Levy's a great guy. He does a great job. And it's Mark <laughs> Levy fucking doing it. You know what I mean? Like, you're not fooling anybody. <clears throat> burners <laughs> upon burners upon burners as well. Because he got caught out on his first burner, so we created a burner for the burner. That's to right. Go, no, no, no. I- I know ML5424555. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a good bloke too. And then that was like... You know, well, uh, that's the one. So L- people, people were attacking the burner account, and then he created mm. another burner account, and that's the one where he tweeted like a stock photo, and he said, "Oh, here's, yeah, he goes, Look, here's, here's me with me this guy." With ML five four five five five, and it was the first Google image you could find of two guys at a pub. <laughs> so he didn't even try to find an obscure photo to claim that it was him and the burner account. It's all Levy, like all three of them are Levy, yeah. and it's a Google stock photo. So it's good to have him back here. Yeah. So uh, the the news was was coming out. There was um, some rumors coming out who will replace Alan Jones. Yeah, Alan Jones retiring. Yeah, uh, so, and one of the suggestions was Mark Levy uh, for some goddamn reason, and people just piled on. So it was time to get the burner account back in action for Leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so you'll see here, uh, massive sport lover at ML blah 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 blah. Yep. What alternatives do you suggest? The article says that Levy. Uh, that Levy is going to temporary fill in. You could do a hell of a lot worse than Mark Levy. His <laughs> fill in for Breakfast has cons- been extremely successful and his sports program is popular and growing. Now, firstly, his sports program got axed about seven months ago. <laughs> so I don't know what sports program Mark Levy's referring to as himself in the burner account. Must have a new uh, one. But once again, if you're going to create a burner and you're going to just do things, you got to mix up the tweets, right? Yeah. you got to start tweeting about something other than just fucking Mark Lee. Correct. Because if you go into Massive Sports Lovers thread, it's just basically a big old circle jerk of Mark Levy. Well, and <laughs> that's right. And this is this is what he tweeted out. So he tweeted out a picture. So Massive Sports Lover tweeted out a picture. Mark Levy apparently blocked him, right? Yeah. And then next the, level. And then he posts this DM, which is apparently from Arnold at from Arnold, yeah. which says, "Hey champion, all these halfwits on here who keep saying I'm Mark Levy and you're Mark Levy have led to Mark Levy blocking me. I'm honestly furious about it all, but this puts to, <laughs> but this puts to bed the notion that we are somehow Mark Levy." <laughs> And like, so wow, what an, el- level. what an elaborate scheme. Like, surely this will fool them, you know? 
Uh, hope, hope they leave you alone now too, mate. Like he's even putting it in there. Like I hope people <laughs> on Twitter leave you alone. Anyway, legend, let's definitely sink a thousand beers again this weekend. Tom Arnie Arnold. Now, if you were a really good friend with somebody who you sank beers with on the weekend, do you would a thousand you, beers? A thousand beers. Would you sign off a personal DM with your nickname? Like in yeah. like in commas in the minute, like just in case you've confused me with the other Tom Arnold that you know. No, this is Arnie. <laughs> this is your best friend Arnie. You know, Arnie. Best mate, yeah. This is Tom yeah, Arnie furious. Arnold. Unfucking believable. <laughs> I love this man. It's fucking this, I just want to think it's over. Yeah. Something new pops up. It's it's fantastic. Love it. Uh Damo, uh, the last dance. I, I believe you caught uh, a few episodes this week. Did you watch the whole thing? Or I just did. A, a I, couple I, of- I watched it all. Finished it uh, yesterday. Absolutely fantastic. What did you think? Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. And I spent the it's rest no of the woman. night. I spent the rest of the night like just looking up old basketball statistics and shit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, um, I didn't get a chance to see it all. I only saw. I found a dodgy stream on Monday to find to see the final two episodes uh, as I played on ESPN, and I understood exactly why everyone was hyping it as much as they had. It was it was fucking great viewing, and took me back to my childhood, back in those days, like quick uh, insight into Damo and myself's childhood. We were like just crazy basketball fans mm-hmm. throughout all the 90s. And not like, oh, you know, everyone liked basketball in the 90s. No, we spent every day and night together either playing basketball, trading basketball cards, talking about basketball, watching NBA inside stuff, watching NBA action, watching NBA games, and then playing NBA Live 95. That's right. That was how basically we wasted five years of our childhood. Consumed us. Consumed us. Consumed us. And it wasn't until I was watching this doco that it reminded me of how much uh, MJ was part of our childhood mm-hmm. unintentionally because you were you were a Rockets fan. I was a, a Magic fan back in uh, in our childhood. Yep. You're still a Rockets fan. Yep. I've jumped on a different bandwagon. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you've jumped but, on you jumped on the Celtics because you thought you were on the cusp of a glory whore decade, and I think they won two rings in. What they ten years? One, ring. one did they? Yeah, serves you one right. Ring, that's it. <clears throat> serves yeah. you right. Uh, that's team now. I'm locked in. I'll deal with it. But with that said, I, during I think, that time, and I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I think before the Magic, you were a Wolves fan, weren't you? Timberwolves? Nah, it was the opposite. So I went Magic, and then I started following Kevin Garnett. So ah. it was like Penny Hardaway Magic. Then Kevin Garnett was with the Wolves, so I followed the Wolves, and then he went to Boston. That's why I ended up at Boston. Right. It just reminded me of how much MJ was such an integral part of our childhood. Like we watched so much basketball and even though we weren't Bulls fans mm-hmm. every week, there was an, another, obviously another Jordan highlight, another Jordan finals game, yep. another, you know, yep. dunk contest. I used to have VHSs of like airtime and come, come play with me and uh, Michael Jordan's playground and all these kind of things. It was such a new part. And I totally forgot about how important he was to our overall childhood. And it took me back, man. It was unbelievable. I really enjoyed even the two episodes. Yeah, no, it's definitely worth watching. Like, And a, a great point was made, like, in the last episode. Um, you you think about, like, how big Jordan was. He was, mm. I, he was, like, legitimately, like, one of the first people to just, everybody around the world knew who he was, right? Everybody knew Michael Jordan. But think about yeah. it. Like, this is before fucking Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and stuff. There was no social media to, like, boost your profile and shit. Like, there was none of that. It was just, um, you know, an, a guy who watches my streams uh, commented on Twitter who's, who grew up in Chicago, and he said there was a phenomenon known, like, as Jordan time. So, like, basically yeah. the whole city of Chicago, when they were playing, would shut down, 
all the bars in in the city would collectively make like millions of dollars whenever there was a Bulls game on. And like the cops would just like that you couldn't see cops anywhere. Like you know what I mean? Like everybody was just watching Jordan all the time. So it it got me. Um, I, I actually went back and I realized that I, a couple of years back I found this box set, random JB Hi-Fi, and it was just uh, like it was called the Ultimate Jordan, and it had a couple of his like docos from back in the in the nineties, and then like half a dozen of his classic games, yep. like full games, full replays. Nice. So after seeing Last Dance, I just whacked it on, just watched that for for a couple of days after it. Yeah. And it, it was a, a match. It was against the Cavs, I think, in nineteen eighty nine, perhaps. Yep. And the Cavs were um, a really really good team then too. They were pretty good, but yeah, the the Bulls still had had their number. Mm-hmm. Um, but it got me thinking watching this game there was a lot of whiteness. Now, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers in the late late 80s, early 90s had a lot of really white, white players. And we're talking stereotypical. I don't want to get on Yumi Steins. I was going to say, Yumi Steins would not be too impressed with the NBA of the late 1980s, Greener. No, not at all. But it, it got me thinking <laughs> of who are the whitest white players? I'm talking stereotypical. White John Stockton. Gamer. Hey, okay, here's my list. Okay. <laughs> See if you can name name these like name well, the names that come to your head in, in late nineteen eighties, nineteen nineties. Okay, John Stockton is on the list. Okay, Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr is on the list. Uh Chris Mullen. Chris Mullen is on the list. Yes, come on. Oh, I'm on a roll here. How many do I have to name? How many have you uh, got? You've got you got four more. Four more. Uh, John Paxson so is he on the list? No, John Paxton is not on the list. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, shit. Rick Smiths. Rick Smiths is on the list. Yes, come on, baby. Pretty uh- <laughs> guy. Pretty guy. Pretty guy. Oh shit. Who else could there be? Oh, was Price? Is he on the list? Fucking Mark Price yes. is the inspiration. He's number one on this list. The whitest <laughs> white player, Mark Price. That's what inspired this list. Mark Price, you got two to go. Uh, Larry, one is kind of like Larry Bird, obviously. Larry Bird is on the list. We've got one left. Oh, one. There's got now. And it's going to be an obvious it's another, one. It's another Utah Jazz player that's not John Stockton. Another Utah. It's not Hornacek, is it? Fucking, you nailed it! Yes! Ding, ding, ding! Yes! Nice. Give him a frozen chook. <laughs> Damo's got the entire list. Fantastic. I'm thinking. Jeff Watersick, last name on the list. Oh, no, Greeno's dropped out right at my moment of glory. Oh, how unfortunate. <laughs> we honestly, I honestly have not, I didn't know what he had on the list. No, see, see Monica's like, come on, books. I, I didn't know what was on the list. Like, that he, that was, he didn't, I didn't even I can, know we I were can, doing a I list. Can send you, I can send you the rundown, Monica. All I've written on the rundown, item 12, NBA whiteness. That's NBA all I whiteness. told him in advance. Yep. Uh, and I just kind of said, look, let's, let's see how we go with it. My list from top to bottom, and it was inspired by Mark Price because I watched that Cavs game from 1989. That team had Mark Price, Steve Kerr, and Chris Elo. Ah. It was a very fucking white team, and that's mm. what inspired this list. So my list from top to bottom that I could think of, 1980s, 1990s basketball, Mark Price, Chris Mullen, John Stockton, Rick Smith, Steve Kerr, Larry Bird, Jeff Hornacek were my top seven Whitest like stereotypical players. white guys I could think of from the NBA. In crackers. The I can't the crackers of the NBA, Greta. Fucking, oh my God, I legit cannot believe you got that list right. Thank you very much. <laughs> I can't believe it. 
That's unbelievable. Uh, Damo, let's play a bit of hero or douchebag. Uh, Conor McGregor, who he, he loves a bit of a chat, Conor, but uh, he had this to say the other day about his potential next fight. Okay. And uh, interested to see what people think of uh, hero or douchebag. Let's go. Do you think that people are just too quick to say, oh, Conor's picking what he wants, Conor's doing what he wants? I it's am like- picking what I want, and I am doing what I want. When you can rack up $400 million in revenue for the company in back-to-back events, you can do whatever the fuck you want. I'm living the whatever the fuck I want life. That's the life I live. Whatever I want, whenever I want. And I have earned that through hard work, through sacrifice, and that's it, through, through victory. Hero. Absolute Definite hero. hero. <laughs> Complete fact. If you rack up $400 million mm-hmm. for your employer... If if you say I want to fight fucking if you I, I said oh, I want a, a double fight with Dogman and Bigfoot, yeah, he can do it. They'll make it happen. That's his choice. I'm living. A, I'm living a whatever I fucking want life. That's the life I'm living. Yep. You can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Put in the hard work. And you do whatever the fuck you want. Well, maybe one day we'll be able. <laughs> See, it's it's funny. Like you either there's only two ways to do whatever the fuck you want, right? You either have to excel to the level of Conor McGregor and make four hundred million dollars for somebody, or do yep. what we do and make zero. See, like yep. we're not making zero money. So we're making zero from any for anyone. So therefore, nobody's relying on us. So we can do whatever the fuck we want. Or yeah, we got no liabilities. Exactly. We're not costing anyone a cent. But anything in between, anything in mm. between those two levels, you can't do whatever the fuck you want. You have to do what you're told. <laughs> Funny. So you either got to be broke or super rich. Those are the only two options you have. That's so fucking true, man. <laughs> Spot on with that analysis. Dog, dog poor or super rich? Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a good note to end on. Uh, we got we got a Granny Sears in the bank, I believe. We do have uh, a Granny Sears. Let's uh, let's do plugs before we go. Sure. Follow Greeno at the starting block. One way drop the K at the end. Follow me at Boogie Bumper. Uh, the replay will work today. So if you want to share out the replay for those who are still sleeping and whatnot, then feel free to do so. As soon as the show's down, uh, the replay will be up on DLive for three days. And then don't forget the podcast as well. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Podbean. Leave us a comment, leave us a like, uh, give us a rating so we can work our way up the rankings to get into those personal journals rankings, Greeno. Just top 50. That's all we want. I don't care if we're top 50 and we peak there. I can deal with that for <laughs> Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, Granny Sears to take us out. We'll see you all next week. See you guys. Bye. What's up, my fellow Austin mates? Oh, I missed you. I was thrown in a quarantine camp and then told I was dead. Guess what? Guess what kills COVID? Guess what kills COVID? I won. Hmm? 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 I gotta say, I miss y'all. I miss y'all. Something severe. This ain't no burn. Like what kind of burn you get from Grandma? Mm, she got the good burn. Mm-hmm. You clap at it. I, I promise you. Anyhow, I love y'all. I'm sorry I couldn't be on your show for a long time. And my little, my little staff, he's fucking up on them. He ain't getting the polls done. So, I don't know what to tell you. But anyhow, this old woman's still pulling the fucking weight. Mm-hmm. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If 
I say that your tongue is vicious. If I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a somebody will sit down and tell you the truth. Hey, Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with the Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censored, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> You're listening to The Starting Block on TAVshow.com. 